didn't do an episode last week. I knew it was uh, Christmas week, and we don't celebrate Christmas as a family here, but I knew a lot of people would be with their families, and we decided to take the week off, but glad to be here with you. Um, this is the beginning of the um, of the Gregorian, of the, the worldly New Year. It's not God's New Year, but it is what we celebrate in the world here, um, and there is a panic and a worry something that's not just in the world but it's it's really it's set into the body of believers this what if worry what if this doesn't end what if this pandemic keeps going what if this is truly the end what if things get better what if they don't get better and and there's a serious worry and concern and, and a point to where uh, people who uh, have never believed in in the ways of socialism and stuff are now willing to give up their freedoms for a two thousand dollar check from the government folks i 'm telling you once they have you hooked, they have you and it 's all a part of the devil 's plan in this hour to create confusion and, and to put doubt and to help god 's people forget what he has showed us and done for us in the past. And, and we're up against some serious hurdles. And, and so, folks, I'm telling you, don't turn this program off. It's not going to be a long episode. You're going to want to hear what I'm talking about tonight because I believe it's absolutely essential in the days going forward because I'll tell you what, there's a million voices out there. There's a million from the right, from the left, from the conservative, from the liberal, from the Christian, from the non-Christian, from the so-called prophets and whatever, real prophets, fake, whatever. It's, it's all these voices out there. And, and this pain Panic is growing exponentially right now, and we need to figure out what is it that God wants us to do in this hour. And I think and I believe and pray, by God's help, that at the end of this program, you will have peace. Let's pray. Father, in the name above every name, Yeshua, Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you will guide us through you promised to never leave us nor forsake us, Lord. We believe that. And we're asking at this hour, at this time, at this moment, Lord, that you will strengthen our faith, knowing that, Lord, throughout history, there have been even harder times right now by far than what we are facing at this second. But yet, Lord, we know that even worse times than have ever been known are ahead. But if God is with us, then who can stand against us? Lord, remind us tonight of your faithfulness. Remind us tonight that you are right where you have always been, that's on the throne and in charge. And may this program glorify you, because I've asked it in Yeshua's name. Amen. I want to look tonight at the book of John. This story I've mentioned before in the past, um, a little bit, I think, on one of my episodes, maybe a few years ago. But I want to take and look at a different piece of it, because I believe that it is so so important for this hour. We know John 3.16 so well. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And that is such a powerful scripture. That is also a scripture that almost every known believer around the world, even those that don't know much about the Bible, can quote to you. And it's powerful. But what's said before that is so often forgotten and overlooked at the detail that the Lord shared with Nicodemus in that scripture. You remember Nicodemus had came to the Lord by night. There was a fear of of being seen with Jesus, I'm sure, in Nicodemus's heart. And so he comes by night, and, and, he, and he wants to know some more details about the things that he's heard the rabbi say, that he's heard the Master Yeshua say. And he says, starting in verse 2 to Jesus, he says this, For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Nicodemus understood and recognized that what Jesus was doing, there was something different. It couldn't be explained with the human mind. It it couldn't be rationalized away with science. This was something that only God could perform. And so Jesus, understanding what he's asking, he responds back to Nicodemus, and this is what he says. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus, he can't grasp the heavenly uh, knowledge that is being poured upon him when he responds back, to Jesus, how can a how can a man be born again? You know, it sounds so simple. It's like we uh, we hear that so often in churches today. You must be born again, or or we think we know that. But I I, I honestly wonder today, do we really know what it means to be born again? But continue following with me. Jesus answered, "Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God." That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Jesus explains this in detail. And he and Nicodemus still isn't getting it. And he says, Nicodemus, you're a master in Israel and you don't understand what I'm talking about? And you might wonder, why, why is Jesus being so hard on him? These are deep knowledge and truths. Why is Jesus saying this? Because the things that Christ was talking about, the things that Yeshua was talking about right there, they were written in the word of God. And if you are a master in Israel, meaning he, was, he should have known these things. He was a Pharisee. He should have understand. He had read the word of God. They had been there all along. And it was concluded in the book of Ezekiel, this was nothing but what had been written from a long time ago. And Jesus was saying, you've read these things, and you still don't get it? You see, what Jesus was referring to was what came right out of Ezekiel chapter 36, starting in verse 25. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, 
and you shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. These are things that God is talking about this being born again, this new heart experience. And he's looking at Nicodemus like, man, you've been reading, yet you still don't understand. You see, folks, sometimes it doesn't matter just because you read the word. If it's not coupled with the spirit of the living God, it's simply words on a page. And God was saying to him, you read, but when it's not with the spirit, you don't get it. You see, the whole new heart thing, it had to come. In Jeremiah 17, 1, God talks about that the sin of Israel was written with a pen of iron and with a tip of diamond on their heart and on their altars. It was engraved, that sin in there. That's why you need a new heart, a heart of flesh. You can't erase that sin off the stone. You need a brand new heart. You see, God was trying to share with Nicodemus the things that had been written, that Ezekiel was talking about, that Jeremiah, that the prophets of old, that this was the born-again experience. I'll tell you, folks, I hope to do a teaching one day on it. But if you want to see the most powerful born-again experience in the entire Bible, it is in the book of Ruth, but you got to understand the mystery. How somebody who was cursed from 10 generations, forbidden to come into the very camp of God, could end up being in the lineage of Jesus. It was a forbidden marriage, and yet it happened, and God blessed it. How could that be? There was provision in the Bible for it. Hope to do that one day on this program, but you need to understand this right now. There's something even more that we need to grasp in this scripture that Jesus was talking about in this particular hour. Because being born again is a powerful thing. But that's the end in verse 8 when Jesus was talking to him about being born again. He said this, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. And I want to focus on that as we get into this short message, but you need to pay attention, folks, because this message is for this hour. Lord, help me as we go through this in Jesus' name. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. You see, Jesus was looking at Nicodemus. Just because you don't see or understand the source of something, Nicodemus, doesn't mean it's not true. Let me put it this way, Jesus, trying to make it clear to Nicodemus, because he sees the struggle that's going on. Nicodemus, you're struggling with this. You don't understand how this could be or where it comes from, Nicodemus, but you see the effects. The wind blows. You don't know where it comes out of. You, you see the trees blowing. The flowers are swaying. The leaves are blowing back and forth. You feel it blowing on your skin, and you know something is happening, but just because you don't understand all the details of its effects, its fruits, they speak 
speak volumes, but yet you cannot seem to see it. You see, folks, we don't always understand everything about God or all of his origins. We don't understand where God comes from because he's always been. We don't understand what's at the end of the universe because as far as we know, there's always something on the other side. We don't understand how all these things could be and we don't understand always how the future of America, we do believe what the Bible says, but we don't always understand what's going to happen tomorrow. But there is more to this verse because Jesus says, you not only do you not see where the wind is coming from, but you don't know where it's going either. Jesus is telling Nicodemus, look, when you're born of the Spirit, you aren't going to always know where you're going to go. Just like the wind, we don't know where we will be tomorrow sometimes. God may say, new plans, you're losing your job. I'm sending you somewhere else. If you want to follow God, if you are born of the Spirit, you have to be willing to go where God's Spirit leads you, even if you don't understand where it is you are going at that minute. You see, we made this decision, and we even sing about it so often. You remember that song? I have decided... To follow Jesus. I'll spare you from singing. But we talk about following Jesus. We love to sing the songs. We love to talk about it. But so often, if we don't understand where it is we're going, we won't go. I can remember my first time going into Africa. I was so afraid. I was so nervous going into this mission trip. I didn't want the world to see it because I was a tough guy, I thought. I didn't want people to know, but I was afraid. I was nervous what was going to be happening. Muslim area, territory, uh, all kinds of sicknesses, diseases, all these things. And I was afraid. But when I finally stepped out in faith and I went anyways, and I didn't know what was going to happen, I saw God do miracles. I didn't know where it was taking me. I didn't know where the wind was going at that moment. But I finally went, and it was powerful. I remember the greatest pastor I'd ever known personally, Pastor Bob. What a man of God. He was an influence in my life. He, he mentored me. He taught me things. But he, he said one thing that I'll never forget. He said, I was so glad that I never made plans for my life so that I could be led wherever the Lord wanted him to go. You see, folks, we don't understand what's always coming. We read the Bible, we know, we read, hear the news, we hear all the stuff, the panic, the trauma, the whatever, the what's, the what ifs, we don't know anymore. We know that people want to kill us, they want to depopulate. They've just, we just found out today in the news the official title of abortions in worldwide this year was 48, I think, 0.7 million or 48 point something million. What a tragedy. It was horrible news. We talk about the deaths of COVID and other things. What about the deaths of 48.7 million babies worldwide in one year alone? You want to talk about a pandemic. The worst tragedy, the worst absolute thing in happening in history is the death of the babies that goes on in this world. 
but the fear that is in the body of believers right now, afraid to go out of their homes, afraid to talk to people, afraid to do everything because they don't have everything lined up. They don't understand what tomorrow's going to be. They don't have it all planned out. God hasn't told them everything that they're supposed to do. You know, sometimes maybe God doesn't say and tell you everything that he's going to do because you need to have some faith that he will do and come through with what his word says. And that is to be faithful and just, to never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes you don't know where the wind comes from and you don't know where it's going. But those that are led by the Spirit, they follow anyways. It's not a wind that blows you to and fro. No, the wind that is by the Spirit says, I don't understand what's going on over tomorrow, but because the Lord is leading me in this direction, I will continue to follow even if I lose my job. Unfortunately, the reality of this often paints a different picture, and Paul tries to address it a little more in Romans 8, starting in chapter 1. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You see, this only happens understanding the wind when you walk after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit." You see, walking after the flesh means it's got to be all written down. It's got to be all lined out. And it's carnal. Everything is carnal because it has to be pleasing if we're going to walk in and into flesh. Because you might think, well, I like to have plans. But you only like to have those plans when they line up with what you want God to do. And I'm here to tell you that God does things so often that you don't want him to do, but he does it because he knows that you need it. I can remember specifically the very first time I was over in Africa in this Muslim village. Now, this is not the first time in Africa, but the first time I was in a particular Muslim village. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I was going to do when this woman came out and said, please come speak to my husband. He, he's a Muslim. He needs to know who the Lord is. And I was afraid. I was going out in the, I was already in the middle of nowhere and I had to go out farther into the middle of nowhere and knowing that not only was this an Islamic village, but this village was steeped in witchcraft and several people had died the year before from issues of blood as they were telling me and I took that and understood that as some type of ritualistic uh, death that they were in because even though they were Islamic uh, in this village they were also steeped in heavy traditional African uh, ancient mystical practices uh, witchcraft basically I didn't know what to do I was afraid I was scared for my life and as I was going out there into this Muslim area village and I'm driving out there and riding in this truck, I'm not driving, I'm in the back and I'm trying to think, what am I going to say to this, to this man? I don't even know what to speak. I'm in, I'm in the enemy's territory and I'm looking through the Bible and it's like I couldn't even remember John 3.16. And as I was going out there, it's like God had taken the pages of his word and wiped the words right off it. I saw them, but they meant nothing to me. 
And as I kept trying to figure out in my carnal mind what I would say to this man, the Lord started to break through in my spirit so heavy. And he kept saying, take no thought, take no thought. And I was fighting against it and I had to take thought. I couldn't imagine not taking thought. And as we got closer and closer, take no thought. I finally, out of a fit of desperation, I shut the Bible up and I said, fine, Lord, I will take no thought. And as we sat down in that man's uh, hut, the dirt floors and the mud walls and the thatched roof and the pores could be all around. And we sat down there in the, on the couch. And, and I remember all these people were gathered around the door of that place. And, and they were all sudden looking at me and everything went quiet. And I all of a sudden, everyone stared straight at me as it went quiet. I didn't know what to say. And at that moment, God started to speak. And it came out of my mouth. And I began to share the love of God. And the things came forward. And I watched God work a miracle that day. And I had no idea what I was going to say. I'd forgotten everything. But when I finally listened to God and started trusting in him instead of my own flesh is when I saw God work a miracle in that village that day. Because I didn't know where the wind was going. But I decided to be led by the Spirit. You see, we are living in a time where the flesh, it can't deliver. It doesn't comfort. Yes, you can go to the hospital. And there are nurses who can help you and doctors can help people get better and things like that. But in your spirit, it doesn't bring comfort. And it's only temporal. It's only when the Lord heals the spirit of a person that they find that true inner peace of not having to know what tomorrow brings, but understanding that the one that they believe in, they can trust in all the way to the very end. You see in Isaiah 30, Verse 20 and 21, the Bible says this, and though the Lord give you the bread of adversity, sometimes, folks, there's going to be adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thine ears shall see thy teachers and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left, you see sometimes folks, it's in that bread of adversity and that water of affliction and that time of trial that the Lord comes and he speaks. But if we aren't willing to be led by the spirit, we cannot hear what the Lord is saying. Because in those times is when God speaks to his people. You see, when you pray, do you pray already knowing what you want to hear? Or do you pray wanting to listen to what God is saying? Do you feel the wind blowing on your heart? Is God calling you to some kind of a service for him? Maybe you've never given your life to the Lord. Maybe you've just listened to podcasts. Maybe you've been a, a, a halfway believer. Has God called you to go all the way and take that step finally? Is God calling you to follow him? Can you hear him? 
Maybe you haven't been willing to get alone with him. You see, you know I'm an IT guy. I run an IT company. And in the world of technology, there is this thing called hypersonic sound. It was The inventor was Elwood Woody Norse, and he had engineered sound waves to travel like laser beams for about a, 150 yards. This allowed sound to be heard by a person in a particular place, but not by those immediately around them. You could be listening to music or specific instructions while those standing next to you would be left in total silence. If you move out of the tightly formed path of these unique sound waves, you too will be unaware of any noise. God's communication with us is very similar to those sound waves. We must be in the right place to hear when he speaks. And when we're there, the message is clear. But if we move away from the pathway of his voice, we become unaware of the fact that he is communicating with us and we constantly miss the message. Hearing God begins with the desire to be led by his spirit and to go wherever it leads you, even if you don't understand what tomorrow brings. You're not always going to know about every answer in the Bible about who God is and where he came from. You're not going to know all those things. But all you need to know is this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's time for us to put down the oars of our own boat and lift up the sails and let the spirit of the living God blow in our lives. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call encouraging you in this hour to let God lead you by His Spirit. Not worrying, not understanding, but trusting that He will take care of tomorrow. Good night and shalom. Trumpet in Zion